One of the most favorite ones that I saw was that little statement that asteroids are nature's way of saying, how's that space program coming? <laughs> yeah, I said that. <laughs> I, got but, I actually got some new headphones. Does this mic sound okay? Does this mic make my voice sound big? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very slimming. It's very slimming. <laughs> there you go. No, no. Your voice looks fabulous in that mic. Welcome to Crucible of Realms Apoch Iteration. I'm Jim. I'm John. And I'm Kent. So what have you guys been up to? What's been going on? Christmas, New Year's, you name it, the whole holiday shebang. Ah, yes, yes. I, I seem to remember that passing by rather quickly. <laughs> too fast. It did, it did. Way too it was fast. good. The world didn't end, apparently. Nope. Um, obviously, we're still here. Woohoo! <laughs> Foolish lions. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, that's all right. I think the next apocalypse is in May, actually. So uh, uh, we can uh, we can look forward to that. So, so who predicted that one? That one was a uh, well. Let me let me check here. See if it's on here. There's there was a thing with a list of apocalypses. This is <laughs> yeah. Um, Apocalypsi. Apocalypse. I don't know the plural for it. I'm afraid. It's apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> is it is it Greek? It would be uh, it is Greek. It's uh, apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse. It yeah. There was a list somewhere I saw of apocalypse predictions, mm. and uh, <clears throat> well, true Mayan scholars, you know, it wasn't like it's supposed to be the end of days. It's just the resetting of their calendar. Yeah, it's just basically this is the point at which it you know you're supposed to flip the giant round stone over. Yeah, because you know after five thousand revolutions, it was a little hectic. Okay, let's start over. I don't want to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> According to Wikipedia, so this must be true. Yeah. Oh yes. There were a lot of them within the last, you know, ten, fifteen years. Oh yeah. A lot of apocalypses, but then I think we don't have that many to look forward to coming up. Oh no, the one from twenty thirteen is gone. Oh. That's, yeah, that's coming it's not on the list anymore. It was that fast. It was a Christian apocalypse uh, thing. Someone had claimed that uh, Jesus Christ would be coming back in May. Oh. So I guess that they either retracted it or it's uh, <laughs> proven to be false. <laughs> I don't know. She will not be here. Everybody look busy. Yes, yeah. basically. So I guess that means that the next one it says is 2020. Ooh! Uh, wow, we've got a long way to go before our next one. Yeah, that's kind of nice. We got a few years. We got yeah, we got a little, we got seven years before the well, next one. So we've got time to prepare. And they canceled that. There was that asteroid that they thought might hit us in. It was like 2016 yeah. or something like that, but they've looked at the data. And they, they, they canceled an asteroid? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, they canceled it amazing. hitting the Earth. I think and it was like, okay, what's the name of this? And oh, At any rate, oh. they canceled that one. But uh, anyway. If I were the asteroid, I would be very upset right now. Yeah. Why are you canceling me? <laughs> no. I mean, they didn't even put it in as a mid-season replacement for anything. Wait, this is a different kind of cancellation. Okay. <laughs> Apophis. Apophis. Oh, Apophis? A... P-O-P-H-I-S, Apophis. Ah, that so was the one that they thought it was... Heading right for us. It was 2029. That was when it was supposed to hit. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Well, it's not on the list now, so I, I assume that they... Uh, yeah, it's less... Than... Clear. Now I'd be even more upset because I'd be an Egyptian god. 
Yep. Basically, if I had been canceled as an Egyptian god, that would be just downright insulting. So, well, <laughs> but uh, yeah, next one apparently is coming in 2020. Gene Dixon, the psychic, has claimed that Armageddon would take place in 2020, and Jesus Christ would return to defeat the unholy trinity of the Antichrist, Satan, and the false prophet between 2020 and 2037. Uh, wow, and 17 years. That's like enough for someone to grow old. That's that's quite a while. <laughs> I'm a teenager. Or something. Well, I, ex- I expect this to be a very large throwdown on uh, on pay per view. Yeah. So this will be great. So uh, how was your guys' holiday? How'd you? Uh, what was going on? Like my father and my brother and my nephew came out to visit for New Year's. They showed up New Year's Day. We celebrated and rang in the New Year with some fireworks and champagne and stayed around the house. We didn't go out or anything, but it's kind of fun. Cool. First time I've been, you know, we've been in a big group for quite a while. New Year's, uh, we spent at home being generally boring, and uh, <laughs> it uh, takes a lot of energy to be truly boring. Yeah, so and um, good on you, sir. Uh, good on you. Well, uh, we were just generally boring, not truly boring. Oh, okay. So, you know. But Christmas went and visited the family in Tennessee. It was nice. Sort of got a belated Christmas present. Got a dog. A dog? Yeah, we got a dog. It's a. Uh, it's an interesting. Has uh, it eaten your furniture yet? No, he, um, she's she's not so bad about that. So uh, we've been. Well, she's uh, she's been got like someone that. there to keep company, so that's always good. Yeah, so you know the, we're we're working it's on the training and all that stuff now. Yeah, so. that's good. It's when they're left I, alone, it's like, uh oh, now what can I do? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is about furniture that makes it so delicious, but apparently, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, they can't resist it. Sometimes. I guess we could ask Clint Black. Doesn't he do something along? That's true. Film? Yes, he uh, he is a uh, furniture person. Yeah. By which I do not mean a person made of furniture, but rather <laughs> a uh, a person who vends furniture. He might be a, a furniture to the populace. We just don't. Well, I haven't checked. Have you set him on fire to find out. <laughs> That's a thought. You know, <laughs> it's important. Uh, important huh? to know these things, um, or to see if he uh, sinks in water. Right. Or yeah. Or That's brought a bunch of people over to sit on him and see if he was comfortable. And That's possible. Yeah. I'll have to ask about that at the next convention I see him. Uh, That should be quite interesting. (laughs) Oh, I I I I bought my I bought my tickets for DragonCon. So oh cool. Oh, that reminds me. I need to go do that. Do it soon because the prices go up again in like February. Again? Yeah, they go up over the year. Right, but they're like the lowest price right after DragonCon, and then yeah. Like they jump up uh, another ten dollars. I don't know. Some at some point, and that was the the range I got it in. I think sometime in February they go up another ten dollars, and okay. then eventually they go up another ten dollars. Yeah, I, I need to do that. Yep. So. For the holidays, I did what uh, I usually do, which is I went down and I visited my grandmother, and we just basically uh, sat there in the assisted living community and watched uh, a bunch of mysteries on TV and. Uh, that was basically it, but it was very nice getting in quality time with her and whatnot. There you go. And so that was pretty much it. New Year's, I didn't do anything. I just sort of stared at the internet, and the internet stared it, back. back you. <laughs> if you stare long into the internet, the internet stares long into you. Yes. <laughs> to quote, was that? That, was, that was Nietzsche, wasn't it? Nietzsche? I think. If I you think stare into the abyss, the yes, abyss yes. stares into you. That's uh, Nietzsche. Yeah, I think so. It was one of those guys, anyway. We'll say it was Nietzsche. And, of course, now I will have to look it up because I can't help myself. I'm virtually certain, so... 
virtually, <laughs> as opposed to reality certain. You're virtually yeah. certain. He's certain in the uh, virtual world. He's certain in the virtual world. He's yeah, uh, right. in the the metaverse or uh, oasis or <laughs> wherever he is right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I managed to catch this flu thing that's going around. That really. Oh, I'm so sorry. But yeah, after I, everybody left, it's like the next day. It was like uh, cough, cough. It started out with just a cough, and I never really got that bad. But man, I felt tired the whole. I had to take two days off work, and it is Nietzsche. Bad, yeah. Not your cold. The uh, yeah, <laughs> your cold is not Nietzsche, unless uh, unless maybe, I don't know, unless you've been. It is cold. It yep. could be, unless it is the Uber cold. Or, uh, then <laughs> that could be a problem. Man, I have this lingering cough. I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Yep. I realized I should mention I got a wonderful gift from someone for the Christmas. Oh. Uh, which was a copy of a book called Ready Player One. Oh, sweet. That is such a hey. sweet book. I'm trying to read it as fast as I can. I have been reading through, and I would just publicly like to say thank you. Thank you very much to the individual who sent me that book. Okay, <laughs> you're welcome. Hint, hint. <laughs> I was like, well, it's not me, so who yeah, the hell is you're welcome. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it was. It, I'll say this, and and I recommended this one before, but I'm the sort of person that if I find a really good book, I proselytize it. So maybe some cult leader's going to find me and just totally bowl me over, and I'll be a, a recruiter. But uh, they got to beat my so defenses you, first. But you know, so you hear that, cult leaders? <laughs> yeah, that was your opportunity. Yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta beat the defenses. That's true. I'm a skeptic, so you know. Wear him down, folks. Wear him down. <laughs> awesome. I saw The Hobbit. I know Kent did. Oh, three oh, times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw three. that. Three times. Uh, I've seen it twice, and I saw it in the Super HD, uh, you know, Mega IMAX version, which yeah. was very cool. 48 frames per second. Yeah. Was that helpful to the experience to see it in mm-hmm. that? The, it made the real special effects shots really, really cool. It made a couple of my friends sick when we went there. They were, like, nauseated. It's kind of mm. weird. Dragons can do that. It's a fluid movie. Like, they have that running fight in the goblin caves. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you've got that panning kind of camera going on. And, I, yeah, I know people that kind of were like, Ugh. especially in the big format, really, it bothered them. Mm. But I enjoyed it a lot. I saw it on the uh, quote-unquote normal screen. Um, and... It was a bit of a departure from the book, and a lot of people are arguing over that, in that it was, well, I think pretty much most of what was in the book is in there, for the first section anyway. So, you know, as far as they've gotten. And then they added stuff from the appendices, and right. possibly from the Silmarillion and all if, that. If, if you want to listen to a really interesting dissection of the differences, there's a, there's a podcast, I can't think of his name, but the podcast is called The Tolkien Professor. And it's this guy who's a uh, he's a doctorate of English. At any rate, he's a huge Tolkien fan, and he has a podcast. And they devoted an episode to sort of going through the Hobbit and talking about, oh yeah, they did this, and maybe they moved this from here to here to kind of. He made some really good points about the fact is is that a movie is a different beast. It's a separate yeah. representation yeah, totally. of the source material. And I have that same problem as you were talking about is is divorcing myself because I really loved all of Tolkien's works, and so. Uh-huh. Divorcing myself 
from, okay, that didn't happen there. That happened <laughs> this later place. That took me to the second of the Lord of the Rings movies to really put my head aside uh, and say, yeah. okay, enjoy it for what it is and not what it's maybe what it's quote, un- to be. quote unquote supposed to be. Yeah. Right. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, uh, I didn't have any problems with the fact that they changed it because I knew they were going to. Right. Because it's a movie. It's a different thing. The thing that I did find interesting was getting to see the events of The Hobbit in the context of what was going on in the larger story, even though Tolkien wrote that part later. So there is a certain amount, I guess, of retro writing going on in putting the stuff in there. Right. But it's interesting to see how it's coming out, and I'm going to be curious to see the next couple of bits. Yeah. I discussed with some friends trying to figure out, you know, where they're going to break, you know... Uh, okay, spoilers. Are they going to kill Smog in the last movie and yeah. then have the Battle of Five Armies? Are they going to kill it in the second movie and then the Battle of Five Armies is in the third movie? I don't know. There's, there's it's a little tricky. It is, mm-hmm. it, especially breaking such a relatively short book down into three movies. It was interesting to see, and it was somebody that I had seen it and actually, you know, talked to at Dragon Con last year, uh, Sylvester McCoy as Radagast Brown, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they split it up. But now looking at various things here, I don't really have much in the way of announcements. Just I'm still working on the editing for the next episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still going on. It's just taking a while. I've been having to put in a good deal of overtime at work. And so oh. there's been a sort of a major push to try to get a lot of the work done that we have, which is not it's a good problem to have. But until things slow down a bit, my editing is going to be at a fairly slow pace for the major actual official next episode. But I will get there. <laughs> I will definitely make many announcements when that's ready. Cool. I got an email uh, a little while ago. Actually, by a little while ago, I mean mid-December, <laughs> from my friend David G., who I actually played D&D with for a while. And he says, hey, Jim, it's David G. Just wanted to say I've listened to four shows today, and they have been awesome. My favorites have been the Scablands and the Civil War superhero one. Major yeah. Ursa! <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he ends the email. Uh, nice. Yes, we're we're very fond of Major Ursa. Yes. We're we're thinking of branching out into a, a Major Ursa breakfast cereal. <laughs> there needs to be more licensing I around mean, this. Was say, what with real I don't know furry bits I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds appealing. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> You know, we we talked about going back and revisiting some of the settings that we did. We really should do that sometime. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We should yeah. probably get on the horn for that at some point and try to get that going. Because yep. I actually re-listened to um, Hell Noir. I don't actually. I think yeah. Kent, Kent wasn't there on the, that one. That was yeah. That was we had Greg on and and Ethan and, Royce. Uh, yeah, and uh, that one was rife to take a look at again. I actually have spoken to Eden more recently, and she's been doing some work behind the scenes. I can't say too much, but she's been doing some writing that may end up incorporating elements of that. Cool. And uh, so it'll be very interesting to see what goes on there. I can tell you, I've been reading a book called Hard Magic, and it feels, the book feels like the kind of stuff that we come up with. It's a very noir, it it felt a little bit like that episode. That was why I listened to the episode again. It's set in a fictional 20s 
between the wars kind of era where magic has come onto the into the world. It apparently came into the world sometime just before World War One, really. And it's a kind of a detective novel sort of thing with people running around with elemental magic. And cool. It's well done so far. I haven't finished it yet, so uh, I'll have to check that out at some point. Mm-hmm. But it's called Hard Magic. <clears throat> cool. Very cool. I can't think of anything else to really say right now in the in the context of the podcast. Is there anything else you guys have that you wanted to get out there at the moment? Nope. I think I'm good. I've said all my pieces. I think it happened since the last time we recorded that there was another drop of the D&D Next, and this one allowed you to oh, take yeah. characters all the way to level 20. 20, yep. Oh, okay, cool. And, I um, haven't seen that one. They've really taken magic items into being something significant. There was a tendency in third edition, especially, where a magic item was just a ma- you know, uh, you know, plus one silver, whatever, silver longsword. Fourth edition, they kind of got away from that, at least as far as the we- way we played, where there mm-hmm. was a way less emphasis on magic items. The fighter didn't have to carry around five different swords to cover the eventuality of encountering, you know, have to carry the adamantian longsword so that when they encountered the golems that they could actually hit them for uh, stuff like that. That that was one of those things they did away with in fourth edition. It looks like they're going back a little bit towards second edition with the magic items, but uh, mm. magic items really tend to be at least from what they've put out there, tend to be much more mysterious. And they're establishing that, you know, look, you shouldn't be able to just buy a magic item anymore. Magic items are very rare. I mean, you might be able to buy potions. At least in the base D&D game, magic items aren't just for sale. And if you had a particularly powerful magic item that you wanted to sell, you probably would have to hunt for a buyer because most people couldn't afford it. Uh, okay. It's an interesting... I, I like yeah. what they're doing with it. It shows promise, in my opinion. Right. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Well, I've heard that they're ending the playtest portion of this pretty soon. Yeah, I heard something um, about that, too. But So hopefully that'll mean that it's actually going to be coming out at some point. Uh, <laughs> that would be nice. Right. Yeah. That point soon, maybe. I, did they? What did they say? Did they say 2013 or 2014? I had heard late 2013, but then somebody else told me 2014. I guess we'll see what happens there. With any luck, the next episode of this podcast will be out well before mm-hmm. then. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, well, and this won't be out before then. I did a Kickstarter. I meant to say I supported a Kickstarter effort, but by the time this drops, it will be closed, which is, um, it's, was it called Fate? Fate it, Core? Yeah, Fate Core. Oh, yeah. Because that'll be done by, that's done in like 24 hours or something. Yeah, that'll be done shortly. Yeah. They're being ridiculously generous with it. If you pledge $10, you get a crapload of PDFs. Oh, yeah, and that's and, that was part of the reason I did it. And, and I've liked the Fate system since, well, I played some Spirit of the Century, and we played some um, Dresden, and um liked you it know, a lot. I, you know, I actually got a chance to play Dresden Files yesterday. Ooh, cool. Uh, finally. Uh, and uh, I had a good time with it. I actually, I, I made a wizard character, and uh, it was well, very cool, actually, getting mu- that was in that world. If they hit $400,000, they're going to do a, they're calling it Dresden Accelerated. Basically, yeah. they're trying to pare down their rule system to the core. 
I am very excited about Fate Accelerated, just simply because if Fate needed anything at this point, it needed that, which is that Fate is a very simple system in and of itself, but any book that you get is going to be over 300 pages, typically, yep. uh, for whichever game it is. And so to actually put out a streamlined version of it in a book that right now they're saying is going to be something like 40-ish pages, that's wonderful. Right. Um, right. Because it's going to kind of lower the bar for folks so that they can get in and start playing. And uh, so I'm very excited about that, and I hope the Dresden Files Accelerated game comes out as well. Yeah, it finds- I think they'll be able to do it. And there are a lot of folks who are putting a good deal of effort into the different settings that are coming out as part of this uh, huge bundle of PDFs. There's a comic called Atomic Robo, and they're going to do a, a fate version of Atomic Robo. And Atomic Robo, go read it. It's a comic. There's some stuff online. There's lots of ways to get it at Atomic Robo, but it's a very uh, noirish comic about a sentient robot that hangs out with Nikola Tesla. And there are a lot of themes that go through some of our episodes sort of pop up there. <laughs> there is some symmetry. But they were talking about that Fate Core is going to be rolled into the Atomic Robo game later in the year. We shall see how this goes. I think it's going to be very cool. Well, folks, I think that that will about do it for this particular iteration. I'm going to get back to editing. <laughs> And hopefully we'll have the next full episode ready soon. That will be the episode with Matthew Wayne Selznick. So I think that's about all I got. Anyone else have any final parting words they wanted to throw out there? Oh, 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 oh. Must must comment. J.J. Abrams, Star Wars. Oh, yes. Really? Oh, nice. Sweet. How how, good work. I'm optimistically, I don't know. It'll, it's an interesting, it's a It's a love-hate thing, but... You love the action, but you hate lens flare? That's, uh, I was thinking that exact thing, but <laughs> I, I love, I, I really thought that he adapted, uh, he went to the to Star Trek and did a really good job with it. So I, I'm, it'll yes, be interesting. I really liked Star Trek. Um, I thought that the new Star Trek movie was a very good Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that he'll probably do a good job with the actual Star Wars. Uh, and we, we talked about it <laughs> earlier at the IMAX of The Hobbit in front of the IMAX of The Hobbit, not regular. There's like a 10-minute chunk oh, of, the movie, of the Star Trek movie. Yeah, in front of it. I mean, it's at least ten minutes. It's to the point where I kept thinking, "Are we going to see the movie now, or what the hell?" (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought we were actually going to. We wandered into Star Trek to some sort of movie. I was like, uh, "Okay." So this next Star Trek movie looks looks like it. It's going to be as good as the first one. Cool, excellent. I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah. So, at any rate, sorry, had to, had to throw that in. No, no, it's good. It's you good. can edit it's that good. back in and fold no, it I in the back. <laughs> I may just leave it. It's, it may be, may be more amusing that way. <laughs> <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well, uh, that's all I got. So, uh, for the nonce, say goodbye, fellas. Good goodbye. <laughs> we are out. Thank you for listening to Crucible of Realms. Do you have comments or a question? Have you used one of our settings? Tell us about it. You can contact us at podcast at crucibleofrealms.com or leave a review for us on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Or if you'd like to contact one of the hosts individually, you can find our emails on the website at crucibleofrealms.com. The Crucible of Realms podcast and all settings created on it are released under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. All music was composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. <laughs>